Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia. And together with me is a very special guest today. Before I uh, introduce my guest, uh, I have been told I need to do this before I start the podcast. So please like this video, follow us on Twitter, like, like, like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube page. So <laughs> with the housekeeping done, uh, now I can um, do, the, do the podcast and, uh, you know, um, uh, get on with the show. So together with me, I have a, uh, a face uh, and a voice for people who have uh, hear us on SoundCloud that you guys are very familiar with on MindMakers, columnist, um, and the host of the India Rising uh, podcast with Mohan and Kishore, or one half of the uh, panel mm-hmm. of yeah. India Rising podcast, and uh, follows keenly, follows defense, uh, foreign affairs, politics, and sports very keenly. Uh, I have my friend Mohal Joshi with me. So hi, Mohal. Welcome to Mind Podcast. Thanks, Adit. I mean, uh, it was uh, quite a bit of introduction. At least you didn't say Associate Professor, Harvard University. <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole podcast on associate professors. I, 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 I heard that one with Ruchi. It was a nice one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I do anything else, they have nothing else to talk about. But this is a good plug. Glad you said. If you haven't, go back to the previous podcast and listen uh-huh. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what associate professors we talked about. So this podcast, we will start, like I promised last week, with the Biden inauguration. Talk a little bit about what has happened in America over the last one or two weeks. Then we'll go to the India-Australia cricket series and uh, discuss a little bit more. Uh, a lot of people have written very positively about our cricket coverage and cricket podcast. I even actually ended up writing a piece after I don't know how long on this, but that's how the series motivated us. And then we'll end with a little bit of a political quip. Rahul Gandhi, I heard, is in Tamil Nadu. And uh, I, I don't know how people from Tamil Nadu feel about it. But we, we'll, we'll, t- we'll talk a little bit about it. So it'll be a good 40 minutes of discussion. So... Without further ado, Mohal, um, let's let's first let's get the whole U.S. Uh, uh, capital violence out of the way, right? So, why don't you tell our listeners about it? I mean, our listeners, our viewers about it, so they know what happened, right? But what has happened post it? There was this big Trump rally, and then there was a crowd that went berserk. They broke stuff. I mean, they they were like hooligans, and they did all sorts of nonsense in the U.S. House. The Senate had and the House of Representatives had to vacate, and the Senate came back to certify the results and everything. And of course, now Joe Biden is the President of the United States. But it almost seemed like Donald Trump's message after the whole Capitol thing, the insurrection had happened, was almost the one of, um, he panicked almost, right? It, it seemed that that the two minute, two and a half minute video he did on Twitter before he was even banned on Twitter was, you know, sensed a little bit of time. So is it more than what he bargained for? Because was he just shooting it in the air? And then these guys actually went ahead and did something. And he's like, oh boy, how can I take this back? I mean, some people have speculated that maybe he was read the riot act by Mitch McConnell and probably Mike Pence mm-hmm. to uh, rein in the protesters who had gone quite, as you said, like berserk and mm-hmm. uh, sort of invaded the capital, which was like a very deeply troubling event, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. No, but how do you view this? How do you, you view this in the whole um, paradigm of US politics, right? Because you had the issue where um, a lot of Republicans were saying that without the Trump Republicans or without the, you know, uh, okay, first of all, does Trump represent the base, right? If the alienation of Trump from the Republican Party, because it 
seems like he has been alienated right 10 democrats even voted 10 republicans even voted with the impeachment so yes a part of the party with is is with him but by and large everyone seems to have sort of tied this violence to him so how do you view this i think it's a bit troubling for the republicans see they already mm-hmm. as i written on uh, mind makers that they have a big suburban and a demographics problem now granted like demography isn't destiny as how some would claim uh as i had said like the the new swing voter in us see like the rural areas are firmly with the republicans mm-hmm. the cities are still with the democrats mm-hmm. so i know trump did turn out a lot more people in this election especially from the red rural areas but mm-hmm. there is no way he can make up the losses as you mm-hmm. see in the swing states and mm-hmm. as i return about mm-hmm. by uh by just like turning out more there are just there are just not that many more republicans voters out there in the rural areas so the the key or the linchpin is the suburbs now mm-hmm. as the suburbs like there was a just a, a small shift of um uh college educated mm-hmm. suburban voters towards the democrat base now if that if this accelerates even like the state you are in texas mm-hmm. could probably move let's say in the two or three cycles now one texas goes it's a big problem so some of the republican leadership i mean they were beholden to trump and they were afraid of speaking out for mm-hmm. getting primaried like a jeff mm-hmm. flake or a yeah. uh, i mean there are like few more examples now they feel emboldened that if if they let this go any more then trump could virtually destroy the party and uh, if they if they get swept out of the suburbs then there is nothing left i mean they would be in massive trouble i mean there is still the redistricting stuff that they can do on the local stuff so they retain some kind of competitiveness in the house mm. and the senate is basically you know like it's the lot of the states are pretty much rural but in the house and the presidential they could be looking at a barren spell for many election cycles to come mm. so i mean they realize that okay you need the trump base but also mm-hmm. you need to dial back the rhetoric a little bit where you can sway some of the suburban voters who might be reluctant uh biden voters mm-hmm. but not like hard, might not have switched hardcore because if you see like the percentage of votes that biden got versus the house democrats got mm-hmm. in most of the places the republicans uh, house candidates outperform biden in most of the areas so that shows that there is a small chunk of voters which is uh like maybe might vote presidential because they didn't like trump at all his personality mm. but still are a core conservative now but if now coming back to the events of capital hill mm. if this uh more of these events continue then i'm pretty sure that many of the suburbans they would get a massive uh backlash against the uh, republicans absolutely absolutely no and then you also have the whole situation that happened before right where they lost the georgia senate both the seats right and it was expected that maybe uh, democrats would win one or republicans will win one so how mm-hmm. do we view that like you know how significant because georgia hasn't voted a democrat senator in a long long time right so mm-hmm. how how are we looking at the whole thing so you, the the conventional wisdom was that in the so before you complete a lot of people who are going to comment why i was removing my glasses there was an issue with the glare so when i have to <laughs> i'm not when i have to read something i'll put them back on that is why i just don't want that to um, you should have the dramatic effect right the news anchors like might put make a uh-huh. brilliant point and like remove the glasses you know but i i wish i wish i had thought of that my thing is just to remove so people commenting they are like are why did you remove the glasses because of this reason so, uh, so go on 
yeah. the conventional wisdom was in the midterms there is usually a backlash against the sitting mm-hmm. party in the white house and the other party does win but i think what trump has done is it is practically as i wrote then like he has glued the the both the wings of the the progressive and the moderates to get rid of trump so trump was still hanging around he hasn't like conceded so in a way trump is like the boon and also the evil for the republican party he cannot mm-hmm. win they cannot win without him but also he kind of unites like somebody as i said like you know all the way extreme from the squad or eoc to somebody centrist like joe manchin like the only binding glue between all of them is get rid of trump so that's the kind of challenge that uh, it, it unites the democrats and i think they did get out the vote better many of the republicans were turned off by this uh, like the fraud claims which were not proven in any court so up till so far so that did hurt and then also uh, mitch mcconnell also blocking the stimulus the additional stimulus where trump practically asked for it so i mean it shows that economic populism is uh, a popular topic and if you don't go down the path of economic populism whether one likes it or not you will pay the price eventually yes absolutely but how do you view the first few days of the biden presidency so i look at it from a foreign policy because that's what i usually look at it more i mean it's very very early days but during the senate hearings um, like uh, bling anthony blinken the secretary of state nominee and uh, Uh, general austin the defense they have made the right noises beat taiwan india they have mentioned it to be the um, uh, the, the key component of let's say the indo pacific the india they have made uh, enough assurances on taiwan as a net security provider uh, but unfortunately what has happened is like that has gotten lost in the news and in india the news headlines have all unfortunately focused on resumption of military aid to pakistan which is i mean which is kind of bound to happen because trump was unconventional in a way where he completely stopped the military aid while the other administrations uh, haven't done that so there are two things about here right one is the biden administration going to be as pro india as the trump uh, trump administration yes and no i think uh, by and large there are some parts of the india us relationship that even the far left in the democrat cannot screw up as much as they want to they mm-hmm. won't be able to because i'm not going to deny that there are elements troubling elements especially in the whole kashmir 370 ca mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. exist in the biden uh, elements that have biden administration that have said a lot of you know troubling things but when it comes to pakistan i certainly sense a change in position so if you i don't think we should view their india stands via pakistan but if we are looking as them being like you know not as favorable to pakistan as being pro india no that's not going to happen even if they are pro india they will still i think pursue a more pro pakistan line than trump mm. trump uh, i think there is lot of consensus on capital mm. hill in the mm. support towards india now mm. obviously on canrc there will be more noises there will be mm. more hearings some of the um, critics of the modi government will like uh, will delighted like there will be more hearings and uh, like there could be like splashy clickbaity kind of headlines on that mm-hmm. but i think one has to look beyond it because the biggest challenge remains china and there is bipartisan consensus on the democrats and republicans so i think it will be like kind of a mix that you might not have the hawkish trump stance but also you won't have the dovish obama stance where he in g met and he g uh, promised in the oh, we won't do any work in the south china sea which uh, like obama wasn't able to do anything so it will be kind of a mix between like the the trump position and the obama position somewhere in between 
Now, China is notorious at pushing the needle to see, to test the uh, Biden administration. So it'll be interesting to see how they do on, especially the China angle over the six to, I mean, how does China push Biden over the six, six 12 months, be it Taiwan or India? Yeah, I, I read, I was I was just flipping the, uh, Karan Thapar wrote a piece about Biden and Blinken or something. And uh, yeah, it was as Karan Thapari as you can imagine. And I don't even consider him a journalist. He's like probably like almost, he's trying to act like a power broker sometimes along with some interviews thrown in. So yeah. because his, his kissas are all like, oh, I went uh, Sudhinta Kulkarni and I made this meeting happen. I made that <laughs> meeting happen. I'm like, kya hai yaar? this is, you know, are you a journalist or are you not? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's like, uh, as I said before, and I discussed this with Kishore on the latest uh, India Rising mm. episode, episode 31 about the what will happen on the Biden presidency, mm. that there will be some noises. But I think one has to look at the 30,000 feet view. See, if you look over the last 20 years, mm. you had all combinations of Congress and BJP on one side and Democrat mm. and Republican. Mm. You had Vajpayee and uh, Bush. Then you had Manmohan Singh and uh, Vaj, uh, sorry, Manmohan Singh and uh, Bush. Hmm. Then you had uh, uh, Manmohan Singh and Obama. That you had Modi and uh, Obama. Then you had Modi and Trump. No, Modi and Biden. So no matter who is in power, obviously they might issue more statements. But this is not like the. I mean, me and Kishore were discussing. And, and potentially, potentially Modi and someone else because I, I mean, I don't know if it's occurred to people. 2024 is this one unique year. Where India, Britain, and U- US yeah, they all yeah. go to polls in the same year. I guess more fun for people like us, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So the the point I was trying is like on the uh, the podcast that like uh, with Kishore that I think there will be a lot of statements, but at the end of the day, like the uh, I mean, one should not get over excited about it because China is the big elephant in the room. So they have to, they cannot just go easy on China as much as some people think, you know. No, no. And let's put it this way. The China may be the big elephant in the room, but they cannot forget that popular perception regarding COVID and stuff is not the same like it was before. So there is a lot of issues with that too. But uh, basically in conclusion, and then we'll go on to the real fun part, India versus Australia. Mm -hmm. I think what we'll also have to see is the continuation like what part of the whole Trump Biden thing is a continuation and what part isn't. And mm-hmm. that is really the case. So how do you view that? I mean, it's too early days. Mm-hmm. In all the Senate hearings, they made the right noises about appearing mm-hmm. sufficiently hawkish on China. Mm-hmm. Now, the real fun starts when ch- they push the envelope. I mean, China is not, as you see in Ladakh over like the last one year. Mm. So we have to see that how much support they are willing to do. Yeah. I mean, the thing is you have to keep those state, the statements and hearings on CENRC on the side, which are going to happen no matter what. But the larger strategic relationship is on the upswing as long as China is a threat to India, you know. Absolutely. I agree completely. So let's, you know, that that seems to be the case. So let's, um, taking taking this a little bit forward, right? I think what we are looking is probably a wait and watch approach for the next 12, 13 weeks. And let's see how this works. Also, once the Biden administration is settled in with the whole COVID situation, and if there is a effect where we do see the number of um, cases going down, I have a feeling we might see a couple of interesting things. But uh, so that's that's what it is. And maybe Mohal will certainly be back for the follow-up podcast on Biden. But as I promised last week, 
we mm-hmm. are going to you know uh, people were like uh, i was like i don't want to talk about this i'll do like a 15 20 minute discussion on us politics um next week so which is this podcast obviously but now go- moving on to the game we love and the best game in the on planet earth cricket um if you guys don't like it i am really sorry but actually try watching a game and, <laughs> and last week was probably the best advertisement of test cricket mm-hmm. india beat australia down under 2 1 uh the most magnificent comeback probably one of the biggest wins in the history of indian cricket next to if not as big as kolkata 2001 yeah, yeah. and uh, just just incredible the last time we recorded the podcast we had the sydney heist and you know we we hadn't they hadn't chased the 328 uh, i did a podcast with kushal mehra uh, about the win on that day itself so you guys do check out and do check out kushal's channel as well they do some fantastic work there um the charvaka podcast um but basically what it is is the way the attitude was even more sort of amazing than the cricket itself the cricket was outstanding it was top notch but it was almost like they were running on 120% efficiency right because if you do a 100% to 100% match up between india and australia australia was miles ahead india had pretty much like a type c team like india a india b you know we used to have those nkb salve challenger trophy india senior india a mm. india b this was india yeah. b right the third some of the players would go there i mean no disrespect to them that's just how it was so how do you view this how do you view this i think you correctly put it i, I think in in terms of overseas test wins i mm-hmm. mean I, i haven't like studied all the wins going back in history but this would rank as probably the 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 foremost uh, overseas mm-hmm. win ever and uh, i know like some people are have biased towards this because the as you mm-hmm. said like the the eight of the first choice players were not participating in it mm-hmm. but if i look at it i would still rank it a bit lower than kolkata because the level of opposition was much higher and i mean if you look at that team it probably had like 8 to 11 like hall of famers on in the australian team on that side so i would say like the maybe the second best te- test match win ever for india and the uh, the best overseas win so far yeah absolutely but let's talk about what shardul thakur and washington sundar did man washington sundar makes me feel like a buddha when i see 21 i'm like oh my god is a decade and a more younger to me and doing all these things right so how how do you view that i mean it's unbelievable unbelievable yeah i think here i think as i on the same day i did tweet that uh, we need to have uh, rahul dravid nominated for the dronacharya award mm-hmm. because this is the effect of the india a tour so what they have done india has done over the past 2 3 years is that mm-hmm. uh, before a senior team goes let's say Let's say in 2020, because of the pandemic, maybe it didn't happen for the last 12 months. But usually, six to 12 months prior, mm-hmm. India sends out the BCCI sends out a A tour where they identify the talent in the uh, the pool system. Mm-hmm. So they get a lot of exposure because what used to happen is before. I mean, you can name a lot of players in the 90s and even in the 2000s. Players used to go overseas, make their test debut, and then just got found out very badly in overseas conditions. So now. they have uh, not only they have a good mentor like drawl dravid coaching them up and working on their uh, the mental part of the game but also this uh, overseas a tours also gives a lot of exposure uh, to this new youngsters you know exactly exactly um uh, but tell me this though right the most amazing thing was the story of people like t natarajan navdeep saini coming from smaller india and so you know there are a lot of cliches about new india this that are we seeing that 
are we seeing a new india that we hadn't seen or is this just a natural conclusion of what we saw with dhoni kohli all that that even some who come from i mean dhoni came from ranchi but some even who come from bigger cities right a lot of them come from very humble backgrounds where the parents had really sacrificed a lot to make sure their kids go in right but because of the more democratization of indian cricket more opportunities that are being given because of ipl where you have at least 100 players indian players that are going to be picked right so is that helping that's what i'm saying yeah i mean the dhoni effect is for sure like uh, many cricketers from smaller towns are participating in indian cricket but also i think the coaching of part also needs to be and i mean actually greg chappell i mean who i mean a lot of indian cricket fans hate a lot wrote yeah. a, a good article that like uh, like compared to like something like a will pukowski or a cameron green who like came from sheffield shield to test match cricket compare <laughs> a journey of an indian cricketer so in most cases he goes through under 14 mm. under 16 under 19 and many people don't know this they say also an under 23 category and then you have an india tour so imagine the amount of coaching and the rigorous training he would be done and then i think it would it's like best that a person like dravid at the top finishes off the the qualities and instills the confidence in them so like they get molded 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 and then india is like the final uh like the apex like you know where you get molded into a test cricket i mean siraj for all you know i mean i was watching him and i couldn't believe that he was a debutant right i mean from mm-hmm. to go from a debut two test matches earlier to the leader of the attack in the first test mm-hmm. matches like like this crazy you know if you think of it, it never absolutely 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 no no and for me the most incredible thing amongst the whole india story was also the the way it panned out right from 36 all out to this incredible win and that mm-hmm. ridiculous term of gabatoar is now not used for i mean i just oh, man, like obnoxious yeah i mean like see the thing is like i mean you can make up stats as you want like in india we haven't lost in probably delhi since like 1987 so does it mean like delhi is a fortress i mean we should do this promotion and prachar ki you know delhi is a fortress we haven't lost since 1987 so i mean and even if you look at the percentage india like australia's 24 out of 31 in gaba we have won 11 out of 14 so if you look at 11 out of 13 the percentage that way is higher than gaba so then should we call also, it doesn't help that once every 4 years that opponent happens to be a very sorry england team <laughs> <laughs> so so i mean that's pretty much it right so and and i mean if you look at it right but they, i do sense the point of that yes it was a fortress and they would intimidate mm-hmm. but the thing is i think they actually got caught with overconfidence you know that aussie swagger is what actually hit them and then tim pain statement against ashwin probably hit them about four times yeah like welcome to gaba right i guess uh, we must be regretting that statement a lot i mean the other thing is if you look at it like you have to give credit to also pujar i mean the mm-hmm. man just loves batting to people <laughs> to grinding them i mean i was just looking at the stats so if you take the last three series the two in australia and the one mm-hmm. return series uh, that we won two one in india in 2017 he mm-hmm. averages an astounding 1078 deliveries per test series mm-hmm. so, so so the guy himself he's batting 180 overs which is two days of test match cricket so mm-hmm. we played what four test matches so mm-hmm. out of the 20 days of test match adit Mm. in in uh, uh, india and australia mm. pujara himself bats just two days just one no, no, guy no not just that harsha bogle had some ridiculous statistic that in i think the last three series he had some 2900 something balls or some 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 crazy amount right i was actually doing the math um, each test is what 90 times 5 overs 450 overs yeah. 450 times 6 if you do is 2700 balls 
okay and some additional if he is batted about 3000 balls or something that's an entire test match was just pujara batting with 300 out of 20 out of the 20 days of test match cricket that we have yeah. in the australia hmm. there are like 22 batsmen right who bat hmm. across it hmm. so pujara out of the 20 days pujara bats two days on an average गुड <laughs> राइट एंड इसमें कॉन्फिडेंस का भी बहुत है हैड दैट हनुमा विहारी कैच नॉट बीन ड्रॉप इन द सिडनी टेस्ट वेयर लेट्स फेस इट दोस लास्ट 10 ओवर्स मिचेल स्टार्क वाज लुकिंग डेंजरस व्हेन ही वाज गेटिंग टू रिवर्स द बॉल इन सिडनी एंड हनुमा विहारी निक्ड इट इन टीम प्लेन एज ही डिड ऑल सीरीज ड्रॉप्ड इट सो सो दैट आल्सो मैटर्स द कॉन्फिडेंस मैटर्स राइट सो हाउ डू यू हाउ हाउ डू आई मीन लेट्स फेस इट पीपल टॉक अबाउट ड्रॉप हैड रहाने नॉट ड्रॉप्ड लाबुशेन ऑन डे 1 Australia would have been all out for like God knows two fifty or something in the first innings because yeah, they were in ninety seven four. Test. Yeah. Huh, yeah. I mean, we dropped like four or five catches. I think even uh, Prithvi Shaw dropped a sitter. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean there was not a very we dropped. I think uh, half a dozen catches in the first test match. So I think whichever team caught more uh, catches like usually like wins the matches, right? So mm-hmm. that was like true of across the series that mm-hmm. maybe Sydney both teams did drop uh, quite a few catches. I think it was this was a series like in Australia. If you look at it, they were just carried by four players like Labuschagne and Smith in batting and uh, Hazelwood and uh, Cummins in bowling. And then there were like seven people who did like off and on, like you know did okay, okay, so. so that's where i think they fell short and they if they had couple one more bowler and one more uh, batsman who did uh, outstandingly then they would have won the test series for sure See, no but here is the thing rabushain batted well in the chances that he was given right but sure. the thing is how many chances was he given probably at least i could count at least six on top of my head exactly that's what i'm saying so there were just so many chances and so forth so that's what that's what i was um, that's what i was checking i was checking some statistics and it was uh, unbelievable but in the closure right uh, we do we love giving credit and 
I have to admit, I have uh, criticized Ravi Shastri many times oh, yeah. this, on some, but this is as much Ravi's win as much it is Rahane's win because you there is a co- a coach and the support staff matter a lot when half the team is injured. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been very critical of Ravi Shastri and said like you know he should like leave, but I mean you have to. I would still say like I'll give more credit to Rahane, but like yeah, you have to. The criticism of Ravi Shastri has to be walked back for the timing. uh i mean now looking at the india depth now it will almost be an expectation that if we don't do well in the the 2021 2020 world cup the criticism will definitely come back so for the time being i think the ravi shastri criticism has gone back i think he and rahane are like similar kind of grind it out uh, tough mentality person i think that's what uh, after kohli left that was in a way good change that the the grind it out tough mentality personality of rahane no i'll tell you another thing I think Ravi can tell Rahane if he is going wrong. I don't know if him and Kohli have that equation. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing that I mean, you need uh, Kohli as a batsman, but I think he just gets too emotional on the cricket field. I mean, he's yeah. not a he's not a bad thinker or anything, but he just gets too emotional. And I think people sometimes might be, especially the newer players, might be getting cowed down by his anger. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think Kohli is the best player in the world across formats. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. No doubt. India has the best bowler, Jasprit Bumrah, across three formats. Just, just don't tell the Australian commenters; they might have disagree with them. Which Ed Cummins is a better bowler in Test match cricket than Bumrah. I will. I will give him that. But across one days and T20s, Bumrah is far. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that man—you put a handkerchief or something, and he can land like forty-two balls on a trot in that handkerchief. He's that good, Pat Cummins. I know. Yeah. yeah. I felt. I mean, my God, dude. you could see his face when he got man of the series he literally wanted to cry like he that man yeah. gave everything in the yeah. last run over out out yeah yeah absolutely like this is just unbelievable but i mean interestingly now we have one so uh, coming back to ravi shastri i mean we can curse him as much but like that dude is the only asian coach to, or only the overseas coach to win two test series in uh, in australia hmm so Ravi Shastri. Ravi Shastri. Yeah, absolutely. Asian team has won two series in Australia. So actually, I was saying the funny thing is that we have won. Uh, we have lost four test matches at home, India, hmm. and Australia has lost four test matches. Sorry, we have lost four test matches in the last dozen years, so twelve years, and Australia has lost four test matches in the last twenty-one months, all to India. Really? Yeah. Unbelievable. And also another fun stat. So now we have won two series in Australia within the last yeah. two years, mm-hmm. and Australia hasn't won two series in India for the last fifty years. I mean, the only outlier obviously is two thousand four. Wow, unreal, unreal. But I mean, that's 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 the fascinating part of it all. Uh, congratulations, Team India. This was truly mm-hmm. a victory, well deserved. Uh, one interesting, I was thinking, I was going to tell you. So this this week also happens to be yesterday was Netaji's um, anniversary, birth anniversary, right? I was like on a on the day after we record the podcast on one of the greatest sons of bengal netaji you go and name greg chapel who was hated by bengal for messing around with their other great son sarav ganguly right i'm not comparing both of them right i'm not comparing netaji and dada they yeah netaji yeah, yeah. is like yeah, yeah. but uh, this is just i found that funny but one thing you know and i'm giving one recommendation before i even start the thing is There are two movies on Netaji's life. One is Gumnami by Srijit. Uh, talks about the Mukherjee Commission hearing and are based on Anuj Dhar and Chandrachur Ghosh's book. Fascinating movie. I'm not sure if I'm completely sold on the Gumnami Baba theory, but the movie makes you think, and that's what you want any movie to do, right? It has to provoke. 
make you think. And Sonu Nigam's fantastic song of Subhash Ji. The second movie I'm going to recommend at the end of the podcast. But uh, read, Mindmakers has done a lot of articles on Subhash Chandra Bose. I'm not going to sit and discuss about his legacy. For that, we need a whole separate podcast. But do read all those pieces. The fantastic, great, brave son of India did something incredible. So, uh, Mohal, do you have anything quick to say before I move on to the political news? No, I mean, uh, uh, he like a, uh, left an indelible legacy on the Indian independence movement, you know, for sure, mm-hmm. Nitaji. Exactly, exactly. So let's 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 move on to the political. Rahul Gandhi is in Tamil Nadu. What do you think about that? I mean, the thing is like he can be there, but I mean, uh, I'm not sure what kind of impact he is going to be. I mean, are the alliances uh, certain? Like the DMK is allying with Congress for sure. I, I mean, I don't think they have a choice. Because, see, the thing is, like, ADMK and BJP have declared Rajnikanth has listened to the inner voice of God or something that he's not going to suppose fight. Kamal Hassan is in an alliance with the TV studios of North India. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, the, the thing is, like, you don't want the Bihar scenario happening. Now, see, mm-hmm. AI DMK is unpopular for sure. Mm-hmm. DMK is definitely ahead and very likely to win. Mm-hmm. But you won't want a scenario like Bihar, like, where Congress gets 70 seats to contest and they just drag down the alliance. So the interesting thing will be the DMK and the Congress seat sharing agreement, like how much are willing to concede. And if not, will Congress fight alone? Then they will just get routed probably. I, I personally think, I think this is this is being done to make sure that they don't um, do get more seats, right? So this is like a preemptive strike that's being done by Rahul Gandhi and his Sena to make sure that they get more seats and more sitting room at the table. Yeah, let's see. I mean, the elections are still like a few months away. So it'll be interesting to see like this and West Bengal, you know. Yeah. Uh, No, but tell me this. West Bengal, I mean, we are coming to the last five minutes of Mind Podcast. And since we are at the business end and we are at the Gapshap end, you have to tell me, what do you think about West Bengal? I mean, the whole point of Mind Podcast is Gapshap. If you're thinking, why am I saying business and is Gapshap end? So I think uh, BJP is slightly ahead. So mm. they would be slightly over the halfway mark. But I mean, there are a lot of uncertainties. Uh, and then nobody knows with the violence that could happen preceding the election, like, and the intimidation, like what kind of, because uh, a lot of people are just afraid to speak up their uh, trend. Mm. But but from the trends, you can see, you can see there is a slowly uh, momentum building against TMC. I think some Bengalis might have made up their mind, but not might be willing to speak up out of fear. So the BJP, I mean, the the whole goal is that, okay, BJP and let's say, AI, I mean, uh, Trinamool like have 40, 40% vote for share mm-hmm. of the block. Mm-hmm. The interesting is like, I mean, you can have, let's say Congress and left with five, 5% each. The remaining re- that leaves the 10% So that, wherever mm-hmm. that goes, the election will swing. But mm-hmm. I would say like, I would use BJP a slight edge uh, right now, you know, at the election. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, I don't know if I give them the right edge, but it's a very equal thing. Achha, oh, we have to talk about what nonsense was that Mamta running away with the Jai Shri Ram chants. Like now she, Jai Shri Ram is like political for her suddenly. I mean, see, this was like a event to, I think, felicitate like or uh, commemorate the 125th anniversary so of Subhash Chandra Bose. So, I mean, the, the people, I'm not sure like why those slogans were raised, like it was not a political rally. So, it was like kind of uh, strange that slogans were raised. But keeping that aside, like even though slogans were raised, mm. she has to like keep her cool because 
now bjp people know that like this is the slogan to trigger her every time and she appears uh like you know petulant by uh triggering triggers so, like she has to keep her cool that you know if the slogans are raised like just walk away you don't need to address it on that now now by address so sorry go on yeah so by addressing or by countering it just she just appears the worse of person if she could have conveniently ignored then maybe the protesters look bad that at a commemoration function for subhash chandra bose why such slogans were raised i mean i'm saying i'm not saying that don't raise the slogans but i mean maybe at a some other event so she's just i mean both sides are wrong but like she has to be the better person and she can't be she just gets triggered at every little event Boss, that's a problem this is, this is an election year politics will happen politics happens everywhere right as a great philosopher rahul gandhi said politics is in shirt is in pant <laughs> <laughs> so i i am not but my point is if she finds jayshriram political that was a stage she could have taken the stage and she should have said that why i disagree or why i agree with the slogan or i agree with this and the i'm not even just address it just not address it i mean is, and this is what hmm. harita said if there was another slogan another religious slogan that was raised would she have walked away that's my thing and that yeah. is something you and that is the phony fraud indian secularism agar kisi ne kiya hai to kiya hai if you mm-hmm. don't like it you have the mic on the stage ma'am mm-hmm. you can you know say so, whatever you want let's say even if there were uh, let's say even on a religious slogan let's a non religious slogan she has to understand that this is done to mm-hmm. trigger her she mm-hmm. has to uh it's like you know like the sledging we told in cricket like you know they want you to like you know tim pain and lab, i mean labation you saw like they were practically like was just trying to sledge all the indian cricketers but like you know the indians kept their cool and went about their business same thing yeah, like you know exactly. with mamta like because now she becomes a talking point for the next 24 hours and week and like yeah. bjp has found oh this is her weak point we will go and you know needle her every time uh, we see her around see if 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 people if people start uh, saying ke why are election political parties uh, playing politics in election years or something like that so then then what is the point of election years or what is the point of no, i mean i'm okay with needling as i said the thing yeah. is she has to keep her cool i mean let's say if someone is heckling like uh, prime minister modi or like let's say another political leader mm-hmm. like there are like lot of even in the opposition like most of them just ignore choose to ignore it right i mean and renuka choudhary was laughing like a mad woman in the parliament right and it, it was like basically she was laughing like crazy right <laughs> prime minister modi made a joke out of it if you don't like the joke you criticize mr modi if you like the joke you laugh if you think mm-hmm. renuka choudhary should have shouted louder you do that but udhar khatam karo did modi walk out saying oh how dare she shout are <laughs> <laughs> you know so i mean it, it, it's like that but anyways coming to the end of the podcast uh, mohal do you have any recommendations for our listeners this week yeah so i've been watching this uh, sci-fi show like the expanse like the seasons and it's like one of the i think the best sci-fi shows around uh, okay. if you i don't know if you have already gotten a chance to watch it like i have no yes yeah. mm-hmm. so so th- that's your recommendation any mm-hmm. uh, my recommendation would be a movie that i saw the second movie i was talking about i'd mm-hmm. seen this about 15 years ago by sham benegal called netaji the forgotten hero with sachin khedekar in the lead fantastic movie out standing star cast i mean the star cast is it, it, it has it is some of the best known faces of fti nsd all those people so you know theater if you've seen uh, theater you'll you'll recognize a lot of them and um, here is the thing so i don't think that even that movie does justice to bose because it just focuses on one particular era and gumnami focuses on a different aspect but the reason i recommend these movies is not because i agree with them completely i have a lot of disagreements with that i have a lot of disagreements with people who have written these movies 
but you must watch this because that's going to provoke you to read more stuff about bulls and make up your mind what parts you agree and what parts you disagree but that can only happen if you read and write and so i would highly recommend those things and uh, you know write to us and say what you think if you disagree if you agree write to us and uh, we'll talk more but we'll be back next uh, week with more and uh, to all our uh, folks in india a very happy republic day because we won't i mean this is the last time we're seeing you before 26 january so we'll we'll be we'll be uh, talking more so thank you so much mohal for joining this was great fun pata bhi nahi chala where we finished 45 minutes of discussion but thanks adit uh, we'll we'll do more soon so all right guys take care we'll be back soon thanks